Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. If you're here, you're likely a busy woman wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You have a desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Well, you're in the right place, sister, because that is exactly what we do here. First, building on a foundation of faith with purposeful priorities while mastering our mindset and implementing simple self-care. So mama, grab your coffee or strap your kiddos in the car seat And let's jump into today's episode. Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today is going to be the first of a series of coaching calls that I am bringing to you. I know a lot of women maybe have never been in a space of coaching and aren't familiar with what coaching might look like, especially what coaching might look like with me as your coach. How do I coach moms? What kind of struggles do moms that I'm coaching typically come to me with? What kind of things can I help women uncover or shift? What kind of transformations can I help walk you through? And these questions are going to be answered in these coaching calls where you'll see whether it's a woman who won intentional mama of the month over in the productively peaceful moms club on Facebook where you're invited sister, or it's one of my clients that has given me permission to share one of our coaching calls. I know that these calls are powerful, that these women walk away with a transformed mindset and are able to show up in life differently. And so some of them, you're going to be able to hear your own story or see yourself in these things that we're coaching on or these experiences or circumstances that they're walking through and how they too are able to shift the way that they are perceiving and walking out things, the way that they're able to shift their mindset or their schedules or their self-care or whatever else it is that they're coming to these calls with. And I encourage you, when you do listen in on these calls, lean in and ask yourself, what is in this for me? Because I do believe that God has hand chosen these women and these calls to be shared on here for a reason. And I am big on making sure you know that you are not alone in any of the struggles that you are facing. Ecclesiastes, as well as the birds, will tell us that there is nothing new under the sun. And a lot of our experiences, I believe, are meant to be walked through and then shared so others can know that they're not alone. So others can know that there are people out there who know exactly how they feel and exactly what they're going through. And so I, whenever I hear another person being coached, I am always leaning in and asking, what is in this for me? Where can I draw a parallel in my story to their story where I'm able to learn and grow through the coaching that they are receiving in the process? And 
if at the end of this episode or any other episode or series that I have on here, you want to know what it's going to look like for coaching with you, jump on to the show notes. There's a link that it takes you directly to my consult form. I love to jump on these 30 to 45 minute consults to find out what's going on with you. What kind of goals are you pursuing? What kind of things would you rather have in your life that you're trying to work towards? I would love to brainstorm those with you, to discuss those with you, to help you develop a plan in this consult where you're able to come out being heard and seen and knowing that there is a next step for you, whether that's coaching or not. The goal of the consult is not to sell you into my program, but to give you the space to explore and process and be heard. And for us to together develop a plan of what steps are next. And honestly, there's a lot of women that I am able to help. So I will be sharing what it looks like to work in the program if you're a good fit. And if not, I have a whole list of other coaches and course creators, et cetera, that I am able to refer you to. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode that is with Intentional Mama of the Month, Mary from the Facebook community. And she is asking for coaching on some thoughts and beliefs about herself and so much more pertaining to the desire to grow her family by another child. Mary, what would you like coaching on today? You never even gave me a heads up of what we're going to be chatting about today. So I'm all ears. I, uh, I'll tell everyone that I texted you, I don't know, last week and was like, I need to talk to you. I know what I want coaching on (laughs) because it's just been something that I've been struggling with and it just comes up again and again where I feel like it's something that I lay down and I move past, but maybe I'm not. Or it's something that I will continue to have to. And anyway, I just want to talk with my girlfriend here. And um, I have a very, or I think I have a strong desire to have another baby. And my husband does not. (laughs) So I feel um, this will probably be relevant to more than one other mom out there. Because I know that I'm not alone in this conversation that's being had and it's like not because we don't love our kids or you know not that we don't have the means to there's a whole list of pros and cons for both right Mm -hmm. and um we've gone through them we've had good conversations about it um honest conversations where hard things were said but it wasn't untrue and it wasn't hurtful it you know like when I've had healthy conversations about this but it just pops up everywhere sometimes for me and I can't help but like struggle with being envious for other people who are having more babies or my friends like and you're a person who wants to grow your family as well and so I know that this is something that your heart is probably wrestled with. And I, I know that there's lots of other people out there wrestling with this in one way, form or another, but, um, yeah, I, I know and am grateful and am content with my two beautiful babies, boy and a girl. 
life is good. We got a dog, we got a house, we have wonderful community and my heart aches for another one. And I, it's hard to let go of that. I think that I'm letting go, but I'm, but it's not, I clearly not. So that's why I wanted to, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> okay. I love all that sharing. Um, first I want to say it is totally okay to be content and desire more. Like, I think people can get caught up in the idea that if you are desiring more that you're not content, but it's, it's okay to have both. It's okay to be satisfied with yourself and who you are today, but also be striving to grow and learn and whatever else. Like it's totally normal to be content and satisfied with your home and your husband and the kids that you have now, but also want a baby and want to add to your family. So like give yourself grace in that. Um, just because I heard you mention that, I know it might, it might be something that in your head might come up where your mind is telling you that, well, if you want more then you're obviously not content with what you have now, because that's a very common thought pattern that a lot of us have is that the two are separate. Um, so first I wanted to touch base on that. Mm -hmm. Starting off, you said, I think I want another baby, but then later you said your heart aches. And so I just wanted to dig into that a little bit more because the language is, is different in those two, in those two, like, so, okay, I'll, I'll explain myself and go deeper. <laughs> um, I, I said, I wanted a baby. I think I wanted a baby because I value my husband's opinion. Right. And we've talked about this on a deeper level to a point where you know, he has to be very careful with what he says because I'm a very sensitive person <laughs> and he knows that words will trip me up and send me into, uh, not where he meant for it to go. So he, right. he really has to, he walks very gently on eggshells for me when he talks about this because it's sensitive to me and he's brought up a few times or not a few times, but he's brought up in that conversation, um, you know, do you think that you could mentally handle it? You know, you've, you're mm. overwhelmed now. You're, you're this, you're, you've got this. And I am taking medication now, which I hadn't done in a, for in ever. And in October or November, I started and it's really helped. It's helped me balance out and be become a more happier, content, joyful, focused person. So I don't think it's a bad thing, but so he's brought out some, some cons, you know, or I don't want to, I don't know if they're cons, but that's how I see it in my head, pros and cons when they're not wrong, but also I see all of this list of, well, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's overwhelming, but like, that's kind of the, kind of the fun of it, honey. Like <laughs> I, yes, in moments it is, but look at all the good that comes mm. from it too. And um, so I think between woman and man, there's different perspectives on, you know, the roles of parenting. Um, and I've listened to your guys, um, you and Robbie's podcast talking about marriage and parenting and stuff. And um, it definitely helps give some insight for the man's perspective. And it is like, they totally have to provide all, I mean, that's 
it's another little tiny human to not just cherish while they're a baby, but they grow up and then you kind of make sure that they're on good paths too. So anyway, that's, that's kind of where that background is. Okay. So yeah, going deeper, like you said, a couple of things that you said that I want to address is one of the things like I'm a sensitive person too. It is a gift. I will like preface that, right? I've been told my whole life, you're too sensitive. You're too, no, it's not a too much or not enough thing. Like I am, this is the way that God made me. Mm -hmm. Like I will cry at commercials. (laughs) Like It's who I am, right? It doesn't, it doesn't make me bad. It is a gift. Um, So I will say that, but also like in us being able to manage that in, in terms of our how we're relating to others and our communication. Because while I say it's a gift, like in being a highly sensitive person, also in terms of what you said of him, like walking gently and almost like on eggshells around you with this and like having to choose his words very carefully. I want to point out that as, as another person in the relationship, that's his mindset that he's bringing into this whole future scenario. So if you could put yourself in his shoes as like, man, it's difficult to even have this conversation with her because I don't know if I'm going to say the wrong thing. What Mm -hmm. might happen when we do have another baby and we're both stressed, we both haven't slept in four months. We're changing the dynamic of our family where now our toddler and our, our, you know, two toddlers essentially are, are now older siblings. And like, how's that Mm going to play out? And so I just always try to, in these situations is put myself in my husband's shoes and like always remembering right about the third person in the marriage and the third person in the relationship. And I've noticed in myself sometimes that that can be my response to things. And, Mm -hmm. and he, like he's my husband, I think it's just a man thing, right? There's just, they don't have as much of a filter. They don't consider what they're saying. They're (laughs) just like, oh, wow, that came out wrong. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Like some of the stuff that he said to me. Yeah. is like, do do you hear what just came out of your mouth? Because that was like, that was harsh. That was rude. That was ugly. That was whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I did not. I did not mean to say it that way. Um, you know, and so it's just giving that opportunity for second for like redos essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and also recognizing that, that relationship dynamic in this sensitive conversation could be the way he's looking at this whole like future forward scenario. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds a little bit, and I'm not saying he's holding it against you. Right. Like you even said, like, this is a reality. Like I, I've, yeah. I've gone back on meds and this, this has been super helpful for me. And I agree, like just to see the way that you're showing up in life is incredible. Mm -hmm. You earned this free coaching call for a reason, because like you're leading a woman's Bible study, you're intentional with your kids, like just the way that you're showing up and being a light to the world and like getting out and doing stuff is incredible. And I can see it all in your mind. You're doing the 75 soft, like all this crazy goodness stuff. Right. And so I do want to point that out, but then also you're kind of weighing it in this balance where it sounds like there almost might be some guilt or some shame there. And like in him bringing that up, like, can you handle this mentally? And, 
you know, it's not like, I don't think even you had mentioned that you don't think it was like in a malicious sense. It's just like, this was just a reality and a tough conversation that we've had to have. And so in him saying that, I want to ask like, what comes up for you in, in that? Like, what do you, is there any like emotions, like one word emotions that you feel? Are there any thoughts that come behind it? Is there any kind of reaction in your body? Like, well, so yes. And I confronted him on that actually, like, cause, cause it was, because it became a worry of mine and he could come home and see that I was worried about something. And he wants to know all of my things. And um, I just want to say too, like to backtrack just for a second, that my husband didn't just point out all of my pros and cons. Right. He, he also listed that he would be overwhelmed and, you know, he, so it wasn't just a pointing yeah. fingers at me. It was a together conversation. conversation. I just want to clarify yep. that just for everybody. Yeah. Um, but so, yes. So my word, my worry turned into um, wow, maybe I am not performing good enough as a mom. Maybe I'm not, uh, doing as well as I thought that I was like, I mean, I know that I've had part time. So then I started to, you know, guilt myself and, and analyze overthink, overanalyze myself. And what was I doing? What was I lacking? And, um, and so he came to me and asked, what are you thinking about? And, it was a, it was a private time where we could talk. And I had just said, I, I had said, um, something along the lines of, um, I feel like you don't want to have another baby with me because, um, I'm not a good mom and I'm not a good mom to our kids right now. So you don't want to even have another kid. And he was like, nope, 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 nope. That's not it. Nope, nope. Like <laughs> totally just shut that down. And it went into another conversation where he was affirming that it's not that I am a good mom. It was on our vacation while we're, so we went to Florida for two weeks, everyone who doesn't know. And it was a great family vacation. There was no speed bumps at all. No bickering, no arguing, great communication. Kids had a great time we had a great time. Um, and so it was on the drive when we had this conversation. So I, he pointed out, you know, look at all the things that we've done with our two kids. We're almost out of diapers and we can do more things with them. Do you really want to start over, you know, with that? And it was, it went along conversations like that. And I feel like it was a good conversation it wasn't bad. He said, we don't have to finish this conversation today. It's so, you know, he's, he left it very light and wanted me to be smiling, not miserable on the next two hours of the drive. So he's, we don't have to have this conversation today. He's made jokes about going to get a vasectomy. And he said, not today, nothing we need to worry about today. So I know that he's thinking about it in Mm -hmm. one way or another. And he's not totally He's saying no to me right now because if he gives me an inch, I'll run. Yes. Right. <laughs> Maybe, you know, and I and that's because he knows I feel like he knows my heart. And uh he's he's also protecting himself and me, probably. Because it is undecided right now, and it doesn't have to be something that we decide right now. 
if we said yes we can have another baby i'm telling you i would not go and get pregnant tomorrow or try to i would want to wait for several months because i'd want to get my body back into a particular you know uh physique like healthy wise just and i am starting to take better care of it but anyway just it's a battle it's a struggle so but i feel like where we've talked it's been good conversation it's been good healthy conversation but it's something i just yeah hit the wall with sometimes i hear i hear a lot of things and this is like it's not uh, adding a child to your family is no light conversation any way that you look at it and try for anybody who is like y'all y'all have no idea what reality is, right? Like I know people who are like, oh, do you want to have another kid? Um, yeah, I think we could do that. And then like next week they're pregnant and like some people, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I hear this too. And, and I almost wouldn't, wouldn't, um, deny maybe is the word that a lot of these are tied together. So I'm actually going to do a screen share. Can you see it? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. So this is, this is one of the pages in the mindset reset workbook that I give my clients access to. And this is the model. This changes everything. It's along the lines of, um, CBT cognitive behavioral therapy, which a lot of therapists will use in conjunction with, um, clients with anxiety and everything else. So what it is, is, um, the idea or the, the fact really is what it is. There's, there's a circumstance, an external thing that's happening or taking place. Sometimes I even leave out the circumstance because really what we need to get behind is our perceptions of a situation, our beliefs, our thoughts, and our feelings, because from those stem our actions and behaviors. So here's our, um, perceptions. And then from those stems, our actions and behaviors, and always from our actions and behaviors is the outcome or the result that's taking place. And Mm -hmm. so in, in, I work with this on a lot of my clients, it works across the board. I've worked through it with my motherhood mindset, with my money mindset, with my thoughts towards my business and, and seasons of overwhelm and so many other things. So here's the circumstance. It's pretty broad wanting another baby, right? But you said you had this, this, um, feeling of worry when your husband had said that, like, well, do you think you can handle it mentally? And it's not, it's not that that's a bad thing, right? You said like we were having a conversation. It was productive. He was sharing his thoughts of, of, is this a con you had listed it as a con? Um, I don't know if it's a con it's a question, right? Yeah. Um, but, but then you started to worry and that became a worry of yours. Like, oh no, can I? And then you started thinking, am I lacking? Am I not performing as a mom? Mm -hmm. And and that went to this belief of like, I'm not a good mom. Like those were your words that you just used. And so, so much comes from even this conversation that you've had with him and something else that comes up you know, is, is it even went further into all these other things that you had said, um, about like, obviously, even if he said yes to this decision, it wouldn't be something that we do today because I want to work on getting my body back. If he gives me an inch, he knows I'll run, right. That's me. Uh Like Robbie has to say no to every question that I ask him because I'm, I'm going to just like full force, go for it. It's one of the things he loves about me slash also hates about me. Right. Uh (laughs) Um, and so when you're coming up and showing up from this place of, 
I'm not a good mom. Am I performing as a mom? Am I lacking as a mom? And this feeling of worry, like what kind of actions and behaviors do you have when those are the perceptions that you're carrying around like day to day? Uh, um, I'm short with my, with myself, with my kids. I, will avoid playing to do housework like I'm a you know I'm not a neat freak but sometimes that's my my coping is well I'm just gonna make this house as beautiful as I can (laughs) and like where does where does that come from like is it is it to do the busy work or is there something behind that of why you're working to make the house beautiful Um, I think it's honestly just busy work. Um, yeah, I think it's busy work. Yeah. What, um, like you're avoiding, you said you avoid playing with your kids, but in the busy work, it sounds like there might be more that you're avoiding. Oh yeah, because I don't want to think about it. <laughs> right. I, I'm this is my let's put it back in the box and not think about it. So I will get myself thinking on something else, like what needs to be tidied up or what new projects we can we work on or you know this is this is a topic that like when it comes up, I try not to open it and get deep into it. Mm. So I do, and I, I really have become, um, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's good, but I've become masterful at putting it in the box and putting it away to deal with it later because it's not something to deal with right now. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, I think that I'm giving it up to God. Mm. Um, but not when I'm replacing it with uh, busy work. <laughs> I love that you had pointed that out. That's a huge like, um, revelation there (laughs) that you feel like when you're doing that, you're giving it up to God, but you're like, "Eh, am I really, if I'm doing all this busy work and whatever else, like, yeah, but I hope I, I, what I'm seeing here is if you don't, if you don't go deep and you're avoiding it, you, you don't want to think about it. You're, you do the busy work to avoid even thinking about it and kind of going deeper and even doing this, like, kind of mindset work about this worry about this almost fear that comes from like, I'm not a good mom. I'm not performing. And, Mm -hmm. and like, even though you're saying then, then it shows up with you trying to perform in ways that like outwardly look like it, right? Like if my house is neat and tidy and perfect in an order, then that's a sign that I'm a good mom. Or, you know, that's a sign that will show my husband that I'm a good mom. I've got it under control. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but in reality, you're doing it from a space of worry and fear and avoiding not actually going deep. And so what you're ultimately creating is, um, not another baby or even just not agreement on another baby, because Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing here is you're not even fully on board. Like I hear your heart's desire is in it, right? Our heart's desire can be in so many things like 
I, I have clients who are starting businesses and their heart's desire is to start a business, but there mm-hmm. are thoughts and beliefs and feelings that are between their heart's desire to have a business and serve people from a kingdom minded place mm-hmm. and actually doing it right. Actually having the behaviors and the perceptions that create this flourishing, like kingdom business as a result. And so, you know, for somebody like me, yeah, I can have the heart's desire all day. I can work on my actions and behaviors and my perceptions. I'm not going to create a baby, right? Like it's not a possible thing, but I will say even in my experience of, of like infertility and everything else, I had to get behind it. I couldn't avoid it. I had to go deep and I had to work through these beliefs and thoughts and feelings about being a mother and about motherhood before adoption was even a reality for us. Because I'm, I'm not even kidding you. My husband and I have had the same exact conversation dozens of mm-hmm. times and it, it very similarly, like I was struggling with a lot of childhood trauma. I had a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms in the way of me actually showing up as a good mom and being a good mom. There was so much junk I had to work through. So I'm able to sit in this position where I'm grateful for like the 10 years of infertility that we had before adoption became a reality for us because God used that time. He wastes nothing. Like he worked through so much of my beliefs and thoughts and feelings and mindset and my relationship with him to get me to a place where I could show up as I do now. But I will Mm -hmm. say too, I come back to this mindset framework and this mindset reset workbook all the time about motherhood. Because I think every mom struggles with this idea or belief that I'm not a good mom, but it's whether this is a belief that we hold on to about ourselves because we're thinking it so frequently and we're giving into that thought so frequently, or if it's something that's just going to pop into our head and we instantly are able to take that thought captive and correct it and adjust it and say, no, because of X, Y, and Z. I know that that is not truth and I'm not going to submit to that thought today. I'm taking it captive, taking it to the obedience of Christ. And I'm moving forward with different thoughts and different feelings that my actions and behaviors can then stem from. So moving forward, I want to rewrite this, right? I feel like we, we could do this for 12 weeks, girlfriend, (laughs) Um, because there are, what I'm saying, and I had said earlier, what I believe is happening is model stacking, right? I wanted to Mm -hmm. get deep on this. I think I want another baby because there's so much in there, right? And even all of this, we can break it down even more, but there were, there were things that you had mentioned, even just about, um, like the question that he brought up as being a con, like we could go deep and do a mindset, mindset reset on that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to encourage you to, to certainly pray about it, right? That's something that I wanted to bring up is this idea of prayer. Obviously you're praying about it, right? But like pray about all these other things that come up like try and sit down and have a very intentional prayer time with your journal open to Mm -hmm. even like I've been doing, as you've been talking, taking notes on some of the things that you're saying and just sitting in awareness and noticing your thoughts, because once we're aware of something is, is the moment that it can no longer have power 
over us. Once we're aware, we're able to better understand. And once we understand, then we can have control over it. So sitting down, even with a journal, writing out some of this stuff while you're praying over it, you've talked about letting it go, right? You've talked about, you've thought that you've let it go and left it at the feet of Jesus, but really you're just being busy or whatever else, which we all do this. We all do this. We're like, I'm just going to leave this right here for you, Jesus. Like, here you go. And then we're like, Hey, just checking on that thing, Lord, you know, like just making sure you still got it over there. Right. Um, so I, I want to encourage you in that and pray over this heart's desire. I feel like that's one of the number one things that we can do when we're approaching situations like this. It's something that I had to do for, like I said, a decade is like, Lord, why do you have my heart aching over this? Is this just some like fleshly thing that is this just, you had said envious. That's another word that you had brought up when you were like, um, describing your desire is that you're envious of these other women who are having babies or growing their family or whatever else. Um, sit, sit in that pray over that, because I think the thing is God is a God of confirmation. And this is a way that we exercise discernment and make sure our will is in line with his Mm -hmm. is, is laying out a fleece in both senses. Like I love, um, the story of Gideon because he does that. And, And I think in laying out a fleece is like, He's like, okay, Lord, if you want me to do this, I'm going to lay out this fleece. And if it's wet, but the whole ground is dry in the morning, I'll know this is what you want me to do. And that's what the Lord does. But then he says, yeah. okay, well now I'm, I'm going to just do it again. <laughs> I'm going to lay out this fleece, but if the fleece is dry and the whole ground is wet, like then I'll know. Right. So it's almost like, I feel like that's how we check if we're in alignment with God's will is. Lord, I have this heart's desire. Can you make it a reality? Like, is this in line with your will? Like, is this what you want me to do? But also Lord, if this is not your will, remove this desire from my heart. And, and being open to both outcomes is truly how we're able to check if our will is in line with his, I believe through my my experience. (laughs) Um, so I definitely wanted to encourage you in that. But I also want to rewrite this mindset framework that you're having um, before we jump off today. So still the circumstance is the same. You're wanting another baby, right? But what Mm -hmm. if you could replace, did you want to say something first? Oh, no, you're good. My kids are hollering. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, you're okay. Hey, I'm a mom. I get it. I have consults. He's like yelling in my ear and whatever else. Like it happens. We're all moms here. Um, so if you were to choose one of these perceptions or even the outcome or your actions and behaviors, like if pick one of the things on this list that you would rather, what belief would you rather have than I'm not a good mom? Um, I would rather have the thought or belief that, um, I'm a great mom. And right now is not the time. Maybe. Is that a, is that a thought that you actually want? Um, well, yeah, because I don't want a baby right now. <laughs> like I know that. Yes. I know that if we said yes, if he came to me and said, yes, I would say, that's great. I'm so happy you said that, but it's going to be about six months because I'm, you know, need to, I 
I need to get myself in order here first. <laughs> okay. This is well, like, this is model stacking. This is what I want to, like, I wish we had more time because I want to dig deep into that too, because mm -hmm. that is, that's an action or behavior, right? That you're trying to have, that you want to have. Like, if he says yes, then I'll say, okay, great. But I need six months for my actions and behaviors to get in alignment with what I actually want. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's perceptions in between there too because that's an action or behavior that you'd, you'd rather have, right? It's not in correlation yeah. to this one about the worry about being short with yourself and your kids about avoiding playing with them and doing busy work. It's a completely different action and behavior of like, how can I be a better steward of my body to prepare it for the nine month gestational period and labor and delivery mm -hmm. and whatever else? Like that's a totally different um, circumstance, totally different perceptions, totally different actions and behaviors, outcome, result, everything. Right. But that yeah. is stacked on top of this one, right. Mm -hmm. About, about being a good mom or performing as a mom or worry. So maybe you'll win again this month and we can do another call. <laughs> or if you want to work together, you know, I'm available for yeah. 12 week one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. Um, we can do a consult and talk more, but, um, the belief that you'd rather have is that you are a good mom. Yeah. Is that correct? Yep. Oops. And what thoughts come from that? We're going to leave off the, um, but not right now part of that, yeah. because mm -hmm. that's not a belief that might just be a thought in relation to a circumstance. Um, but I'm a good mom's <laughs> I'm a good mm -hmm. mom. What thoughts or feelings come when, when you are sitting there just believing right now, even if it's only for a moment, I'm a good mom. I am proud of myself for taking the steps that I'm doing to better myself spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. I, I know that I'm following the path that I'm supposed to be doing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Um, I actually think this is the, the outcome and result, right? You're proud of yourself. Yeah. What, um, how does that feel? Um, it feels like progress. It feels like not being stagnant, which I know the first couple years of motherhood is, is, and was kind of survival mode. Yes. There's lots of fun and, you know, I got to still go camping and do this and stuff, but it's figuring it out. Those first couple of years is a lot, you know? Yeah. So now, um, um, content in, uh, my motherhood role. I don't know. You know where this plugs in as I'm saying it. So <laughs> do I, I think, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so what thoughts do you have about, because being a good mom is like, it's a belief. It's a thought that you have over and over and over and over and over again, that you are just like, when, when somebody 
you're like, no, actually I am a good mom. Like if CPS came knocking on your door, you'd be like, um, no, actually I'm a good mom. And I do believe that you believe that, right. It's just sometimes our feelings and thoughts and can come up. And then, and then we start to lean to the side of like, well, if it's just us and our family and, and whatever else, and I'm looking at other moms, then maybe I'm not a good mom. Maybe I'm lacking. Maybe I'm not performing, but this idea and belief of, I am a good mom, the feeling of progress and contentment, like what thoughts do you have that could back that up? Um, Or what thoughts are between progress and contentment and I am a good mom. It makes me happy to see my kids doing well when they're socializing with others. Um, Like I see the reward in my good efforts in them. And that might be another action or behavior one, but, um, I'm trying to think of thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it can be sometimes kind of difficult when we're, when we first start breaking down the difference between like thoughts and feelings and beliefs. A lot of people think they're, they're like, I feel, and then they'll share their thoughts. It's not actually a feeling and other people will share thoughts. And it's like, no, that's a belief. Like you, that's not debatable for you in a sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then actions and behaviors. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like you are a good mom. Your kids are doing well. Um, you have good efforts towards things. You, you feel like you've made progress. You feel content. Um, what kind of actions and behaviors like stem from that? Like, how do you want to show up as a mom? Are you still doing busy work? Are you still avoiding your thoughts? Or, you know, the deep work in your mind, are you still avoiding playing with your kids? Are you short with yourself and your kids? Mm -hmm. No, I'm, um, when I change my perception and think of it like this, like I am doing well, I'm doing my Bible study before I get on my phone or make any phone calls to my mom in the morning, the kids and I watch and uh, do Bible adventure, um, Bible study once a week. And then we'll also, um, you know, we read our Bible. We talk Bible stories. They go to church with me. Um, there's, I have, we do Bible study at my house with girlfriends. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot that, um, and then when I am an intentional with them, I am an intentional and my son will come up and say, thank you for doing this or like so he sees he sees and recognizes my love and good work too which is the greatest right yes (laughs) I love that um where does your housework fit in then um I don't obsess over my house like I used to like I keep up with my stuff on the regular now, like not as a, um, last minute chore to do, but more as, um, it's something that I can keep up with every day. And I think that is from, you know, stemming several months ago, just taking better care of myself, mental health wise, you know, Mm -hmm. um, 
so I, I still am, love my home. I'm proud of my home and I love when it looks nice and neat, but when there's messes in places, it's okay to leave it for the day. Like it, yeah. like it doesn't, I'm not uh, OCD over it or <laughs> need to have it a certain way. And then last question, where does your, um, I want to say body stewardship fit into this progress and contentment, being a good mom, your kids are doing well. You're proud of yourself for taking the steps to take care of yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. Um, so along as like physical health, you're talking about like, yeah, um, we're going, we're exercising every day for 45 minutes and it's, um, I have a loop that I've been doing just walking with the kids, which if they don't want to go for a walk, I love Zumba and I have a treadmill and like I've wet weights here too. So I have other stuff to do, but, um, there's a two and a half mile loop. That's been great for the kids to, I, for the kids and I, and the dog to go stroll around. So that's been fun too. Awesome. Okay. And mindful eating, not binging, not eating crap all the time, <laughs> being better about making sure I eat something green every single day. <laughs> okay. Hi. So I hope you can see, I will send you a screenshot of this. It's all of my sloppy. Hello, Russell. It's all of my sloppy, um, handwriting, but, um, I'm going to send you a screenshot of this so you can look at it and remind yourself of it. You can even go deeper on this on your own and continue exploring these different thoughts and beliefs and feelings, um, behind this. And there's a whole list of actions and behaviors that, that are completely different, um, from the ones in the first, like what's your current reality in relation to these Mm -hmm. circumstances and these beliefs, what your reality is that you're creating. And I'm, I'm convinced that as you continue working from this space of contentment and this space of progress, that is how you are going to, I don't want to say convince. I feel like that's the wrong word, but it's the only one coming to mind right now. Convince yourself and your husband that yes is a good thing. It's not going to be, I think I want, it's going to be this is what we are both in agreement on because we have created an environment mentally and in our physical surroundings that is suitable for this new life. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it's not like convincing myself. Well, it is, but it's also like talking myself into like, okay, yes, we're right where we need to be. And, um, yes, isn't a bad thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I almost hear that. And what you were saying with your conversation with your husband too, is that it's not a no, but it sounds like both of you are a not right now, but mm-hmm. it's just like, it's, it's bringing that to awareness and understanding like all of your perceptions behind it and, and how they're changing, because even still you'll notice, you'll go back and forth between these two kind of perceptions, the ones that we work through of how you're kind of showing up now and the ones of how you would rather show up and rather feel, and you'll notice the two different ones. And you might even notice more thoughts or feelings coming up 
in the process. And you'll be able to use this framework to write them down and process through them. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's about our mindset and how we're thinking about things and how we're feeling about things. Everything stems from that. That is how mm -hmm. we create our outcomes and create our results, whether yes. it's having a baby or something completely different. So now you have this, we've walked you through it. It's not something you can easily always go do on your own. I know I created this workbook. I've been doing this yeah, work for almost I two love, years. And I love the framework that you have outlined. And I need to like really look up the definitions of beliefs and thoughts and feelings and like get, you know, just to like help myself be able to analyze and dig deep into some of those um, deeper things. So, yeah. yeah so I in general, that. Just a brief, in general, a feeling is, is a one word emotion. You can look up a feelings wheel on Google. Um, and so that to me is feelings. And then thoughts are like, what's popping into your head? What's your first thought that comes up when you think of that feeling, you know, um, or what's the first thought that pops into your head when you think about a circumstance, but then what beliefs are behind it is like, you believe in God. Well, at first that started about, a it started as a thought do I believe in God? What if there is a God? And you start like the thoughts aren't always questions, right? But you start mm -hmm. exploring that thought until you've created this pile of evidence that you now believe it. And so we're working on building a pile of evidence for the belief. I am a good mom mm -hmm. and pulling out evidence from the belief that I'm not a good mom and, and working on switching those. But like I said, there is so much more here. Um, and so if you need help, you know, where I am, um, this is not work that we easily do, you know, in one session, I love to give these one sessions because I think people do find wins in them, but, um, mm -hmm. in, in saying that, how do you feel now after bringing this here today? I feel more clear for sure. Not worried, not like sadness. You okay. I feel <laughs> my heart feels more at rest about this subject and not like not stirred, I guess, which yeah. is good. Awesome. Well, great. I will go ahead and let you get back to your kiddos. Let the ladies who are catching this, whether it's live or the replay, get back to their days. And thank you so much, Mary, for being an intentional mother, um, both thank in the community you. and in real life. And, um, I loved it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Sasha. <laughs> Bye. Bye.